across the sea of character sheets, deep in the forest of D20s lies the mountain of Sourcebooks. Welcome to the Mountain of Sourcebooks. We hope you enjoyed your climb. My name is Jeffrey Vincent Dale, and here is my co-host, Teach. Hey, everyone. It's been a while since we had you on. I mean, you're in the recording for the uh, the sessions, but this is the first time I've had you on for an intro or outro for a while. That's all good. Life. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right. So, news time. So, we got a couple of tidbits. There's a bit of a slow slow week for tabletop, but did manage to find some things. First, we'll talk about ghoul boys. Yes, ghoul boys. Lead your own ghost files investigation. Yeah, I like the idea that things have gotten so niche with horror RPGs that now we're making RPGs about TV shows about the concepts. I love it. But yeah, it seems pretty interesting. The the sort of three set character roles. Yes, the skeptic, the believer, and the producer. What I thought was interesting about this was you assign the player by personality. So they have an example in the article, Believer goes to whoever scares easiest. Yeah, so it's an interesting take on it. To be honest, I don't think I'll probably end up getting the game. It's more of a something, I might watch somebody play it, but I I don't really have too much of an interest in playing it myself. Because I I mean, I have watched like Ghost Hunters and stuff like that. So I have a little bit of nostalgia for that, for that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I would consider getting it just to see what it would be like yeah maybe who knows maybe they'll have a, a pdf of it pretty cheap like humble bundle those bundles all the time maybe we'll get it in one of those the playtime 180 minutes so it's a shorter one the rules are low complexity which i love and the strategic depth low so it doesn't require a lot of strategy and it's not super complex yeah it might be good for a one shot for halloween or something like that We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and then next up, Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition is getting a reprint. We actually have Mutants and Masterminds 3E as a PDF, because it wasn't in print when I got it. But yeah, they're, they're doing a, a Kickstarter right now, which ends on... November 23rd. Okay, so uh, when this episode is up, people will still have a couple of weeks to back it. Yes, and it looks like the backers... So you get a physical and digital copy May of 2023. It's not too bad. Yeah, and it looks like the pledge is about $40. Oh, all right. That's pretty good for what you're getting. Yeah, it's not bad at all. But yeah, like I'd be interested in giving that a try one of these days. I mean, it's not quite as elegant as Masks, where it's very story-focused. It's much more of a crunchy RPG built like D&D. In fact, I, I think it's based off of an older edition of D&D that somebody modified and then published. I mean, I don't like games with a ton of rules that you basically have to have uh, five years of experience to really enjoy playing the game and actually understand what you're doing. Uh, So if it's not super complex and you just need a a book to get all the information out of, that'd be a a good investment to try. Yeah, well, if we play it, we'll probably just stick with the PDF copy we got. Maybe we'll pick a physical copy if we end up liking it. But, I mean, there is a lot of 
a lot of options for tabletop RPGs about superheroes. Because we've got City of Heroes, we've got Masks, we've got the upcoming Marvel RPG. There's a Batman RPG that's just Batman. <laughs> Why DC would just do one about Batman and not any other superhero, I don't know. But... <laughs> I mean, Batman is a complex character. Batman has a lot of villains. There's a lot you can do with Batman, just Batman. Uh, there would be a lot you could do with just Superman if there was a just Superman one, too. Yeah. Plus, I think Gotham is probably the most well-established setting in the DC Universe, too. So that gives you a bit of a playground to work with. It's also the best one. Yeah, that's true. I love how corrupt Gotham is. <laughs> I, I just love it. It's It's a great setting for villains and... The fact that Batman is essentially failing his own city is just uh, lovely. I just, uh, absolutely lovely. But I digress. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then on to our last bit of news. A bit of bad news, actually. At least, if you ask me. Is it? Te teach is has it a different opinion. <laughs> the D&D &D movie has been delayed by a couple weeks. Is that really bad news? I mean, I really like the trailer. It's a fun trailer. I'm sorry, it's a D&D &D movie. <laughs> like, it looks don't like get a... me wrong. I cannot wait to judge it, because uh, we are 100% reviewing this. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to judge it. Gonna judge it hardcore. It's gonna be awesome. But yeah, it, it's coming out now. Instead of March 3rd, it's now coming out on March 31st, which is it's not too bad of a delay, especially considering how much COVID has delayed it already <laughs> uh but the the studio paramount has not said why it's been delayed but looking at the schedule it seems pretty likely that they moved it to get it away from competition to give it a little room to breathe which is a smart <laughs> move i think yeah no kidding especially since prior D, D movies did not do well period yeah really was not because of the competition it was because they were horrible, and... Well, only one has made it to theaters before. The rest were straight to DVD for a reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, sure. I still haven't seen any of them, but as we record this, uh, our copy of the first and second D&D movies are on the way. Yes, we are going to be reviewing those and publishing it in January. Is that what our schedule says right now? I believe so. I believe that is the next five-week month is January. Yes, and if you guys like our reviews of movies, feel free to mention that. Either mention it at us at Twitter or on our Facebook page. Email us mentioning that you like them, and then we might do more of a, a regular viewing and judging of movies. And not just do it every fifth Monday of the month. Yeah, we'll see. We're new at this, we don't know, but I'm certainly enjoying working together and making the content. So again, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and tell us what you do and don't like. Yeah, and follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff. However you listen to us, whatever way you get more content from us, do those things. Yes. Because the algorithms are harsh and unforgiving. Yes. 
But yeah, that's all we got as far as news. Next up, we're doing a review of Spooktacular this week. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that one, so we hope you do as well. Mm-hmm. All right, and let's get started with this week's review. For Spooktacular, there's one very short book, not even 70 pages, with character creation info and GMing info. It also includes gear sections, suggestions for running things, rules for forming a different company if you don't want to be working for the Ghostbusters. Shows you how to do the business side of things. So I thought that was really interesting. There's random tables where if you really want to let fate decide literally everything, roll dice to design a full character sheet. Even the name. Can't wait for that. Uh, you can get character sheets within the book and at the website tinyurl.com slash spooktacular page. These links will be posted in show notes and on our YouTube channel. So the game is for three to seven players. So the gameplay basics. When you're attempting a task that requires a roll, players roll a number of six-sided dice equal to their relevant stat, which that's pretty different from D&D. <laughs> Usually just roll the one dice and add your stat to it, but your stat decides how many dice you're rolling. Never played a game like that. I'm looking forward to one day trying that. Roll a number of six-sided dice equal to the relevant stat, plus an additional three dice if they have a talent associated with that particular task. The player adds together the results and they match or exceed the needed number they succeed at their task. An additional spooky die must be rolled, and if you roll a six on that die, it has an effect on your roll by causing something supernatural or strange to happen. So we are going to need a lot of dice. Yes, thankfully, thankfully we're good on that. We got plenty of dice. <laughs> <laughs> Players can earn awesome points by completing character goals and spend them gaining more dice for rolls. Or you can avoid damage, slightly alter the story... Use them for cooldowns on special archetype abilities, or even permanently increase stats. Ooh. All right, and then that's it for the general rules. And now it's time to make a character of our own. We will be using the random system you can find on page 16. So we will just do the normal archetype. What we are going to do is roll a d6 and determine which one there are. The options are badass, charlatan, fixer, inventor, normal, and uh, parapsychologist? Yes. That's all right. That's that's an interesting one. All right. So first die roll. I got a three, so we are going to be a fixer. You have lots of connections around town and generally know how to work with people to get things done. You can spend one awesome point to declare you know a guy for any given thing you need. Okay, so this is the I know a guy, just saying. Yes. Okay. You quirks. Uh, quirks are random details about a character that tell us a bit more about them. Should have at least one quirk, but you can create, choose, roll two or three if you like. If you roll and get two, 
it seem to contradict each other, you of course go ahead and re-roll. Yeah, you you roll two d six, and then one dice decides the first digit. Okay. The other die decides the second digit. So if you, if you roll two ones, it's an oh, 11. that makes more sense. Okay, two d six. I got twenty two. Centric hair. I don't know what that means. Okay. Just you know, weird haircut. Centric hair. All right. Fifty five. Small build. Small and we got weird hair. (laughs) Roll number three. 65. Weird tattoos. Weird tattoos. It's all physical descriptors. (laughs) Okay, stats. Assigned a total of 12 points among four stats. Given each... Value between one and five. The value is how many six-sided dice you roll before adding bonuses from talents when you attempt an action that uses that kind of ability. All right. You have 12 points, and you're just deciding how many of those 12 go into each of the four categories. All right. If we wanted to, we could put three in everything and have everything be uniform, or we could have something be higher, something lower. Let's just have three and everything. Well, based on based on the scripture, I want to. I I think we should put at least one more point in contact versus the other ones. It may take a point out of something else, but we'll we'll discuss that after you've read them. Oh, we could take a point out of cool because he has an eccentric haircut with a bunch of tattoos and a tiny build. Okay. Okay. Well, before we decide. So stats are a measure of how competent your character is at different things. There is a total of 12 points among four sets, action, brains, contact, cool, action. So this is the stat you use to run around, fight, shoot, throw, stuff, that that kind of thing. Brains is being smart and knowing stuff. Brains is the stat you use for doing research, doing technical stuff, figuring things out, and so on. Contact is your ability to deal with people in relatively normal ways. It's essential for things like interviewing witnesses, convincing the cops you're not mentally ill and or scammers, and getting good deals. Yeah, we definitely want more in the contact since we're the I know a guy person yeah okay and then the last one is cool cool is your ability to stay calm and collected despite all the crap that will inevitably come your way as a paranormal investigator so cool is good for overcoming fear as well as being collected in social situations so we want to make sure that cool is more of a normal range too so how about we do four for contact three for cool three for brains two for action okay moving on to the next portion which is talents so for each of the four stats pick roll or create a talent for your character This is something that falls under that stat that your character is particularly good at. When you make a roll, 
where a talent applies, you get to roll an extra three dice. It'll usually be pretty obvious, but the GM is the final arbiter of whether a talent applies. Yeah, so we get one talent for each of our four stats. I am going to roll. First one is a three. 33. 33, so get behind cover. Get behind cover, okay. And then brains is a six and a four. So that is use the internet. We're good at Googling. Yes. Okay. Contact talent. First is a four. Second is a one. Nose a guy. We already have. I would say we should re-roll it. Okay. A two and a one. Customer service. I, I like that one. Okay. And the final one is the cool talent. We've got a three and we've got a one. Lay it on thick. Lay it on thick. Okay. Next portion is motivation. Your character's motivation is the major thing that drives them. This both gives you a guideline for how to roleplay your character and is one of the ways you earn awesome points. So for this, I roll 2d6 again, and then there's a few motivations. I'll just read out the one that we get. So the first die is a 6, and the next one is a 3. So that is soulless science. Your main concern is science, for the sake of science, regardless of how it affects mere homo sapiens. Can we re-roll? Yes, we can. Yeah, because I feel like that is the exact opposite of our character. Our character has social skills and knows people. Yes. Okay, so that's a five and a one. There we go. Run a successful business. You really want to have a successful business, gain awesome points when you help the company run smoothly and succeed. Ah, oh, that's perfect because we have customer service skills. Yes. Awesome points. Everyone starts with the same amount. So we got that. And then stuff. All right. So we're going to deal with their special gear. Special gear. Each character starts with. And Theric Ray Thrower. I have no idea what that is. It's the serial numbers filed off version of the Proton Pack. All right. So an Etheric Ray Thrower. And the group starts with a Ghost Trap. Each character then gets two more major pieces of gear from the gear section that follows this one on page 27. All right. So we're going to choose two pieces of paratechnology. So here are our choices. We've got an ectometer, which is a device that lets us scan for ghosts and paranormal activity. We have etheric grenades. Let's see what those do. Okay, they're, they're basically just ghost grenades. Okay. Ghost punchers. Special gauntlets that allow you to punch ghosts. That's given me Danny Phantom vibes right there. It is. <laughs> Uh, what is uh, what were those the the Fenton Ghost Gauntlets or some nonsense like that? Possibly. I, it's been a very long time since I've watched that show. Ah, I need to rewatch it. Anyway, continue. And then we got Ghost Traps, which if we 
want to have a spare. The Kirlian Visors allow you to see supernatural auras and ghosts that are presumably invisible. Ooh. Yes, it can let you see ghosts when they are invisible. Okay. I like that one, and I like the one, the tracker. Well, there's one more. It's the, the Proton Pulse Gun. Proton Pulse Gun, okay. Which is, basically, it lets you do more damage. Uh, you only have... I think you only have a couple of shots. Let's see. Yeah, it, you have limited amount of ammo, but it's good for doing a lot of damage really quickly. Okay. I feel like the wisest decision would be the one that allows us to see the ghosts or track the ghosts. Yes. So I'm going to roll a die. One through three is the first one, the tracking. And four through six is the seeing invisible ghosts. I got a two. All right. So ectometer it is. Though if we ever play this, we're definitely going to be using actual Ghostbusters terminology, though. Thinking maybe next year for, for our Halloween game we might play. We'll see. All right. So for our, our final piece of gear... We could do the etheric grenades, the ghost punchers, or the proton pulse gun. I really want the ghost punchers. Okay, we'll go with the ghost punchers. I just get nostalgia vibes because of Danny Phantom. All right, and then we'll, we'll pick a name. We're going to roll that on the table. Yes. Okay, first... Are we going to be male or female? One through three is female. Four through six is male. I got a three, so we are female. Okay. First die is a two. Second is a two. Dana. Dana. Okay, last name. First is a two. Second is a one. Dana Chase. All right, I like it. Dana Chase. Okay. We need an age. I'll roll the dice for an age. Do we want to be 24 or 42? Yeah, we'll go 24. Okay, we're 24. Slightly older than the Scooby-Doo gang. All right, I'm pretty happy with that character. Yes, I am too. I'm happy with the ghost gauntlets. <laughs> I just... I do just love that they're in there. <laughs> Danny Phantom was such a dark show. The game came out in 2018. It's entirely possible that Danny Phantom inspired that. On to our review. What do you think of the general rules? I think they're just fine. It seems pretty simple enough. There's not too little rules, and there's not too many. Yeah, it, it's not quite the middle ground in terms of complexity. I feel like it's uh, like trends a little more towards the simple. Yeah. Uh, but that's not a bad thing. I'm not a huge fan of requiring all those dice. Yeah. Uh, like you said, it works, that's, but... I, I thought the dice were a little much, too. Just the sheer number of dice that that... Mm. All right. Well, I mean, hey, it could be fun. Anyway, I would rate this I do as really like the ghost die, though. I do like the ghost die idea, where it's... it Like, it you roll it and see if that messes with things to add extra complications. Oh, that's true. But yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I would say that's a pass for me. It passes... Spectacular general rules pass. And then character creation. It was really simple, and we came up with the character with a lot of flavor to him in just a couple minutes. Yes, it has a lot of potential for creating your character that you specifically want to design. And the random is just so fun. Yeah, I, uh, the, the, the person that creates this, Aaron Clooney... Spelled E-W-E-N, but pronounced Aaron. 
but yeah, Aaron Clooney is a big fan of random tables to the point where they've released just entire PDFs of random tables for sale on uh, Drive Through RPG and on I believe on their own website. Okay, not so just for this game, but I may have a new Christmas list idea because I'm I'm obsessed with the <laughs> randomness. I I absolutely love random characters. Personally, this exceeds for me because of how fun it was. Yeah, I, I'm kind of torn between a pass and exceed. I still feel like that extra layer of Powered by the Apocalypse games where they also give you stuff to build with other people's characters, like your relationships with each other. I really love that, and I feel like that's kind of missing here. So I, I would say I'll give it a pass rating for me. All right. We'll tell you what. I'll put it as a pass. Because honestly, the reason I put it at Exceeds is because I favor that type more. Okay. Next category is price. Price is pretty good. If you want to buy the physical edition, it's only $16. Ooh. And then how many books does it need again? It's just the one volume. Just uh, the whole thing is just... Oh, that's right. Everything you need to run in the game and play it. That's right. All in one. All in one. And yeah, okay, so I think it's pretty obvious that that exceeds. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a good deal. You got $16 for physical, $8 for digital. I believe that there is a bundle on RPG where you get both. Ooh. Yeah, actually, when I checked it, the bundle was the same price as buying it physically. <laughs> so you basically get the PDF for free on RPG. I'm sure that sale is probably over by the time this episode will be up, though. True. But, I mean, you can still find it there. Yeah, We uh, speaking of which, uh, you can find it. I don't know if you'll be able to find it, like, physically in a local game or bookstore, because it's, it's kind of an obscure system, but I've checked a few online book retailers, easily available through stuff like Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, uh, and you can get it through drive-through RPG, both digital and physical. Awesome. And they got free character sheets, which we already talked about. They have reference cards available through drive through rpg all the information from the core rules in card form so like mini cheat sheets almost yeah yeah kind of like for example if you want your players to have access to all of their gear you just give them cards of the gear that they have for their character ah so you don't have to go to the gear pages and flip through and find the gear you just all right i want to use my trap and then you just pull up the trap card and you read it and then it'll tell you what the trap does. Okay, that's cool. And they have that for gear, ghosts, archetypes, awesome points. All right. And that's only $8, which I don't think is too bad. And you don't you don't really need an official spooky die, but they do sell them. Did you end up purchasing one? Uh, I didn't have to because I, I previously purchased a used copy of the old West End Games Ghostbusters RPG. So I have a ghost die. Oh. Which is the same thing. Got it. <laughs> uh, but it has the Ghostbusters no ghost symbol. But yeah, the, the official spooky die are only $5, which when you compare it to buying a whole set, that doesn't sound great, but it's also a custom die. So you kind of kind of weigh whether or not it's worth it to you. Spooky. <laughs> Uh, in the in the rule book, they basically said that if you don't want to use an official spooky die, you can just pick a D6 of a different color from the other ones and have that one be 
your spooky die. So that's your option. Uh, if you want to spend $5 on a die, <laughs> you can do that. Yes. We'll include the link in the show notes. Yes. I mean, it's a cool looking die. They got like, uh, <laughs> it's sort of see-through purple. I feel like I have to say for the record, they are not sponsoring this episode. Just, just for the record. Uh, we do not have any sponsors. They are not sponsoring this episode. This is, this is Jeff geeking out about a single die. I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. <laughs> okay. Getting back to the review. Combat. It's hard to judge this one because we haven't played it. We haven't gone through playing it exactly. Yeah, there's no initiative. So GM just kind of decides who goes in what order. There are rules for combat against other players, which, I mean, I guess if you get possessed, that would be a thing you would have to worry about. Okay. They do give required roles for fighting at range, so that's a nice option. But yeah, it's 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 kind of vague. You just kind of do the amount of damage to the ghost that you have to in order to get their presence down, and that's kind of their health. It's super simple, I think, to its detriment. Yeah, it doesn't have enough rules for the combat to be fun, almost. At least that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we would have to actually sit down and play it to know for sure how well it works. Uh, I would prefer a little bit more structure. Like, I'm, I've never been one for the massive combat focus of D&D. I think it's out of proportion. But I, I think this kind of swings too far the other way and not giving you enough structure. But like I said, we, we haven't actually played the game yet. We haven't had the opportunity. Maybe if we do, maybe we'll amend that. All right. So for right now, are we doing fail or pass? It's definitely not exceeds. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say fail for now just because. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's quite enough. Okay, fair enough. And not to say that you can't make it give it a little bit more teeth to the rules the gm could definitely very easily do that you can very easily make this fun what we're saying is it's not enough the gm will have to do a little bit extra work on the side to make the combat better all right so final section of our review is pick up and play how easy is this to just pick it up and start playing? And I would say because it is so simple, it exceeds. It would be super easy just to, I mean, how long did it take us to design a character? Uh, I wasn't really paying attention, but it wasn't long. Yeah, I'd be surprised if it was five minutes to go from nothing to a complete character. Yeah. For those of you that play really any Games, that's insane. So as far as pick up and play goes, rules are super simple. Everything is super simple. Other than the GM just adding a little bit more oomph to the combat rules, I say it exceeds. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm looking through and I just noticed we missed something during the gear section. I'm happy with our character's gear, so we're not going to amend anything, but there are more options for gear. Oh, okay. But yeah, so overall, I just, I do really like the system. Really, my only complaint is the combat. And even then, it's not a big complaint. Yeah, 
I'd, I'd say the same. The only complaint I have would be the combat, but it can be easily altered. Yeah, homebrew is always an option. Yes. And I, of course, my favorite part is the character creation. I, I do really like random dice tables. They even have one for generating story ideas in the back. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, I, I did see that. I'm Travelers. Anyways. What are your overall thoughts? I feel like it does a great job of capturing the tone of Ghostbusters. And overall, I, I really like it for that. For me, my favorite part is the character creation. I love the randomness. And this is a game I can't wait to play. Yeah, it's a, a solid 7 out of 10 if I were doing a 10 out of a 10 review. Yeah. Our podcast can be found on Spotify, Google Podcast, or our Mountain of Sourcebooks YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MOSB underscore 2022, and follow our Facebook page, MOSB dash Mountain of Sourcebooks, where you can get updates on everything that's happening with us and in the world of gaming. And with all that said, thank you for joining us, and careful on your way back down the mountain. <laughs>